Y'all are about to shit your pants. So this is what we pay now, $42.15, and this was our rent renewal offer. $5,100. So it's going up $1,000. Just wait. So if you go to the building's website, you can see this is our exact unit, and this is what it is now on the website. That's a 50% rent increase from $4,200 to $6,200. If you're a renter in New York, chances are if you haven't been hit with a rent hike yet, you're bracing for one. On TikTok, tenants like the one you just heard from are looking at 40 to 50% increases on rent. But those colossal jumps don't necessarily mean the market has hit its peak. Welcome to Deconstruct. I'm your host, Isabella Farr. And I'm Susanna Cavanaugh. So, Back in September, we talked to you about renters coming back to the city. And at that point, rents had just recovered all the ground they'd lost during COVID. A chunk of those gains were driven by what Jonathan Miller, who's the CEO of appraisal firm Miller Samuel, called a youth renaissance where you had younger consumers coming in for the greater affordability. Those were the folks snapping up COVID deals when rents were down 20 to 30 percent. But as supply dwindled and demand remained super strong, rents kept inching up. Jonathan said the higher end of the market, so luxury units and apartments with doormen, came back first. And the lower end of the market is hovering just below pre-pandemic levels. And now we have all segments of the market rising pretty rapidly. Those increases have kicked competition into overdrive. And on the ground, it's starting to get, well, a little ugly. You know, you, you put out listings, you get crushed with inquiries. People are just like clawing to get the apartments. This is David Kazemi, an associate broker at Bond, New York. He handles rentals and sales, primarily in Greenpoint and Williamsburg. You know, my favorite story is this Guernsey one. Of all the deals I've done recently, it is sort of the most dramatic. That's 156 Guernsey Street. It's a three-story pre-war building a few blocks from McCarran Park. David rented a fresh-faced unit with a washer and dryer, but no extra amenities back in January. I actually kind of remember the day of the showing. It was like freezing freezing cold that day. People were, I don't know how to describe it, but there was like a look on like the tenants' faces, like the people who applied, like so nervous, so eager, like, oh my God, oh my God. Like there was such like a, a frenzied, almost like some of the people looked like they were like frantic. So pre-pandemic, we had this apartment, you know, rented at about 3000 When the lease renewal was up during the pandemic, when you couldn't give an apartment away, the landlord calls me and he's like, what, what do I do here? And I just basically told him, I'm like, whatever they say, just say yes. And then it was rented for 2600 And then when the renewal was up again, he was like, what do we do now? And I said, let's do it for thirty-four fifty. He didn't believe me. And I was like, no, 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 believe me, the market is hot. He was like, okay. And when I tell you, like, I put the ad up, I may have gotten like 15 emails in like 10 minutes. It was just out, out of control. So we raised the price to 3500 with the broker fees being paid by the tenant. In the two-day span, we probably received 75 inquiries. Like clockwork, it was like every 10 minutes for two days straight, it was like somebody was emailing me about the listing. We just started writing like a literal copy and paste boilerplate email. Hi, thank you for inquiry. Come with all your paperwork. This is the price. This is the lease start date. Come to the open house or not. The Bond New York team does a two-hour showing during the week. And we had 18 people show up. We had six offers. All of them were over the asking price. 
the winning bid was 3800 paying the $5,700 broker's fee. And then she also asked for, you don't even have to paint the apartment. I'll paint it myself. Please just professionally clean it. Those were her only requests. And that type of bidding war is in no way a one-off. So the East Village, we do a lot of work and represent a lot of owners in, in that particular neighborhood. And, you know, we have been seeing the bidding wars. I first chatted with Devin Somak, the co-founder of Brokerage Living New York in February. That's when New York's median rent was on its way to notching a new record. You know, what we see is things getting leased at exceptionally quick absorption rates. There's very limited supply right now. And when there is something that comes to market, these things move immediately. Two months later, it's only gotten you know busier. And what, what you're seeing now is something that I haven't experienced in over a decade is the amount of inquiries that my agents are receiving for in search of. So this is more common with sales. A prospective home buyer will reach out to brokers and try to get in on listings before they come to market. But now apartment hunters are taking the same approach. And then brokers now are also shopping listings off market. And a lot of deals are being done off market or what they call coming soon. So they may have a listing that's upcoming in a few months, but they're pre-marketing it and pre-leasing it this far out. I'm seeing, <laughs> it's funny, I'm seeing agents and even some tenants direct will email me on a sale listing that I have. Hi, any chance the landlord would rent us instead of sell it? David said owners aren't biting though. Other apartments have created waiting lists for units expected to come to market in the next three or even four months. Normally, landlords will reach out to tenants 60 days before their lease is up to see if they're looking to renew. But now that speed has ramped up, according to Keller Williams broker Stan Brokoven. Landlords, they're also being a little more aggressive. They're really now, because there is no inventory, they're going to people that are 90 days out, that are, you know, even 120 days out from their lease expiration. Like, hey, are you moving? Just to get an idea of what they have coming up. Stan said landlords are flagging apartments set to come online as far out as five months from now. That's their soonest availability. I've been doing this for a long time, and um, yeah things that I've not seen before. I really hope the market will change because it's very, you know, it's stressful for the people looking. It's stressful for us agents. It's just, it's a little bit of a whirlwind for, for everybody. For renters, the bad news is cheaper rents probably aren't in the cards for the next few years. You know, one of the challenges people got, you know, what they call a COVID discount for rents and are very worried about the renewals and they probably should be. You uh, 23 to 25 year old. That's those younger renters on TikTok. Got a really great COVID deal on an apartment in Manhattan, Chicago, LA. Detailing their rent hikes. And are now being driven out due to a 40% increase in monthly rent. Over videos of them packing. That will create some vacancies that will perhaps temper some of the aggressive rent growth. So by Jonathan's estimates, rents are still going to go up, but just not at the same clip. It's not whether rents will fall, it's whether rents will stop rising. I think that that's probably more likely, you know, a few years out. But brokers are saying they've yet to see these renters leave the city completely, at least not en masse. Rather, renters whose leases are approaching renewal are actually more inclined to stay if they can swallow the hike. We see that a lot of the tenants are renewing their leases because they go to market and they go searching for apartments. They're not going to find better value out there. They'll go and look around for a week or two. And then when they're seeing like 
everything, super bidding wars, hyper competitive, people just check out and they say, you know what, my current situation is not ideal, but I'm just going to stay. Sometimes when you really start thinking about moving, you start really like adding it up. It's like, I'll just take the rent increase. It's basically the same thing. And I don't have to deal like who likes to move, right? Putting all your stuff in boxes and the actual nightmare of doing that. You know, do we think more inventory is going to be coming? Yes, of, of course, with the amount of renewals, but not as much as people might anticipate. And as it stands right now, the market has only only gotten tighter. Plus, brokers say the hot housing market is driving more renters to stay put rather than face the competition in sales. I'm getting a lot of, you know what, we're renewing. You know what, we're going to rent for a year. Rates are up. We're going to exit the, the sales market and we'll start looking again in a few months. It seems like more people might be entering the, the rental market. You've got employers calling workers back. You combine that with a new crop of postgrads coming in. That just adds to the amount of demand. And then there's also the political pressure to raise rents while there's still the chance. I think a lot of the informed landlords are anticipating good cause eviction to potentially pass next year. If enacted, that legislation would basically give tenants a defense in housing court. So if their landlord sued to evict them for non-payment after raising the rent by certain thresholds, either 3% or 1.5 times the regional inflation rate, whichever is higher, they could stave off eviction. Owners have viewed that policy as a form of de facto rent control, though. They see it as if they raise the rent over those caps, tenants could simply not pay and housing court would back them up. To prepare for that now, they need to achieve the highest gross rent possible because if a good cause eviction passes, that limits the renewal increase for their existing tenants. That's also why you're seeing a lot of listings are still marketed as no fee, even though in this market, I think for the most part, landlords wouldn't need to pay a fee and could have the tenants pay the brokerage commission. But landlords are trying to maximize as much as they can on that gross rent on paper. Deconstruct is every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Or you can listen at therealdeal.com or check us out on Instagram. For comments on this episode or on the series, feel free to reach me or Susanna at podcasts at therealdeal.com. Next week, we're looking at the institutional asset class of student housing. Tune in then.